Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I want to speak with Dr. Lomborg about greenhouse gas emissions. We've done that many times over the years, including the day after the 2015 Paris Accord, where Dr. Lomborg was very direct about what that would not accomplish, uh, vis-a-vis what what was claimed. And uh, so now the global news news story, of course, was Trudeau increases Canada's 2030 emissions target to 40 to 45 percent of 2005 GHG levels. Uh, Dr. Lomborg has a column that's uh, running internationally. This Earth Day, let's replace alarmism with smarter policy. And Dr. Lomborg joins us from Copenhagen. Dr. Lomborg, thank you very much for the time. And let me just out of the gate ask you what your view is of Mr. Biden. He's the one who who, uh, convened this virtual meeting that Trudeau was part of. Uh, so Biden and Trudeau's commitment to reach 40 to 45 percent of 2005 emissions by 2030. What will that accomplish and at what cost? Now, maybe this is the first part of the question I should have asked. Is it doable? <laughs> Roy, it's great to be back. So look, uh, it's going to be hard. Uh, I have not looked at the Canada uh, target specifically, but certainly uh, Biden is promising something that is at the very edge of what is plausible to be able to happen in in just nine years. And remember, if Biden actually succeeds, and of course, he's not going to be president in 2030, uh, at least one, maybe two presidents will be ahead of him. If he manages to nonetheless get those presidents to also do what he's promised and then get all the presidents that follow for the next 70 years up to 2100 to keep that commitment, he will have managed to cut global temperatures by 0.04 degrees centigrade. So no, it's a lot of uh, pain for very little gain. And of course, if you this is run by uh, for the UN uh, uh, standard climate model. And if you run uh, uh, Trudeau's promise to go from 36% to 40 to 45%, uh, he has actually managed to, and again, if he actually achieves what he promises, he will have cut global temperatures by a phenomenal 0.002 degrees or two one thousandths of a degree uh, by the end of the century. So uh, in your in your column, and you and I have talked about this before, and you have great books, including the one that uh, people immediately think of you about, and that's, well, I do anyway, that's Cool It. Uh, the world's poor battle with much greater challenges, you write, than, than climate change, starvation, poverty, dying from easily curable diseases, lack of education. So what would, in your view, spending just a thousandth of the cost of the Paris Agreement accomplish? Well, we know it could accomplish an enormous amount of good. Remember, people often justify their concern about global warming, that they really care about the world's poor in a hundred years. But I'm surprised that we don't care about the world's poor now. Remember, in a hundred years, they're going to be much richer. They're going to be much better off. They'll likely be at levels that are somewhat equivalent to what Canada is today. So why aren't we worried about today's poor? And of course, we can help them much more effectively than trying to cut carbon emissions in Canada by simply uh, helping them with malaria, with tuberculosis, with bad nutrition, with better education. There are a lot of simple things that we can do that would have huge benefits. And of course, the two biggest ones is family planning and free trade. 
Remember, free trade is what, uh, for for China, uh, lifted uh, more than 600 million people out of poverty. Dr. Lomborg, you've never said that that climate change isn't happening. You've never said that warming isn't happening because of human activity. You agree with that. But here we are. We're we're looking at wildfires, hurricanes, typhoons, earthquakes even, are being attributed to global warming. And in your column, uh, this is this Earth Day, let's replace alarmism with smarter policy. You go back to, and I'd for, no, I hadn't forgotten about it, but I, you reminded me about it. In 1982, the United Nations made a certain prediction about what would happen in 2000. Remind us about that, please. Well, they basically told us... Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, very fine. Good. Yes. So they basically told us if we didn't fix global warming, along with desertification and acid rain and a few other things that we worried very much about back in 1982, the world would experience catastrophe equivalent to an all-out nuclear exchange by the year 2000. And of course, we didn't have that. (laughs) We haven't seen the world be disintegrated. And it's a good example of how we're constantly being scared witless by uh, pronouncements that are just not true. Yes, global warming is a problem. No, it's not the end of the world. Yes, it is something we should fix, but we should not scare our kids witless and make them believe that they don't have a future because that's not what the UN climate panel is telling us. So if we bottom line it then, and you wrote the Paris Agreement is phenomenally expensive, costing U.S. one to two trillion every year by 2030, if, uh, if, if we set aside the, what Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Biden had to say, what makes sense between now and 2030? So fundamentally, the problem is getting people to switch from fossil fuels, which is what they're using now, which is abundant, which is reliable and cheap, to other forms of green energy, which are typically less reliable and more expensive, is hard to do. You can get rich, well-meaning Canadians to do a little bit, but you won't get most of the poor world to do this. Instead of trying to get everyone to promise to do stuff they don't really want to do for the next hundred years, you should focus on innovation. If we could innovate the price of green energy down below fossil fuels, everyone would switch. The Chinese, the Indians, the Africans, everyone else. And of course, also Canadians. That is the key, innovation. That's really the only way to fix this. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.